On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we are revisiting a franchise that now spans three decades with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence in Bad Boys for Life. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking Bad Boys for Life. The little oh, life. intro to the episode reminded everybody that Bad Boys now spans three decades. I, I'm not sure <laughs> anybody predicted that, but, you know, here we are. Three decades, three movies. Yeah. I mean, they definitely like to space them out a little bit, which fine. I mean, I guess that lets the nostalgia build a little bit. But I'm, I'm not sure how many people were clamoring for another Bad Boys movie. I feel like Martin Lawrence wasn't. Well, he certainly wasn't clamoring it for it enough to get on a treadmill. <laughs> I did not I mean, prepare a lot no. for Bad Boys. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying that usually what happens is when somebody knows they're coming back for a movie or maybe they're re-signing on to any kind of movie. I feel like there's usually an effort to like get back in shape. And old Martin just said, no, no, we're going. We're going pudgy. Well, was it, uh, wasn't it? was this in development for like 10 years? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was. So I maybe like he it, did the f- first rumors of it coming back. And then he's like, guys, you've been talking about this for a long time. I don't believe it. And they're like, oh, we're filming next week. And he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I mean, it does fit in with the character arc that they tried to give him. So I, I'd be curious to know whether they wrote that around Martin's fitness or whether uh, old Martin just decided to, you know, ease into the role a little bit more. Yeah, he's not he's not doing a whole lot now. So I just can't imagine he cared a whole bunch. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, let, let's face it. I mean, I, I'm not overly familiar with Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. I maybe have seen each a couple times over the last, you know, three decades now, I never really felt like Martin's role was that of the heavy or the bad guy, or, you know, the badass. That That's Mike Lowry. The, yeah, he wasn't the, the fitness guru anyway. Yeah. If we're assigning roles, then then old Martin gets the uh, the Murtaugh. And the, the Danny and Glover, La- yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lowry gets the rigs. <laughs> exactly. And now he's a grandpa, right. just like Murtaugh. Exactly. There, there. I figured you would be all over that. There, there's several parallels that are happening through that to Lethal Weapon. That I mean, it's not. I mean, they're standard cop movies, right? I mean, it just happens. But I, Lethal Weapon set the tone on those. You know, the too old for this shit, retiring. That's that whole angle happening here. Well, that's what you got to do at that age when they're not supposed to be cops anymore. Yeah, but Mike Lowry can't give it up. Oh, junkie, <laughs> action junkie. Exactly. All right, well, let's get into this with our letterbox blurb. Marcus Burnett is now a police inspector, and Mike Lowry is in a midlife crisis. They unite again when an Albanian mercenary whose brother they killed promises them an important bonus. Is this is this blurb right? No. I don't think so either. I think it's very, very wrong because... Okay, hold on. I, I'm just going to break this down. Marcus Burnett is now a police inspector, and Mike Lowry is in a midlife crisis. Is is Mike Lowry in a midlife crisis? No, Marcus is. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, Letterbox is failing me. And did you think that the mercenary guy was Albanian? No. Right. He's Mexican, Mexican, right? Yeah. Wow, Letterbox just and you just failing said, me. You right just said now. brother. Whose brother they killed? Yeah, and it's a father. Wow, Letterbox just really. I didn't even. I just blindly copied and pasted. They did not watch this movie. They they watched the trailer. Wow. All right. Well, let me see if I can go out to IMDb and see what they say. Maybe that's a little bit more clear. Oh well, okay. They they just went super safe with it. They just said. The bad boys Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett are back together for one last ride in the highly anticipated Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, ignore the first one. The second one tells you nothing that you wouldn't have already guessed from there. But that's fine. We'll dive into it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, if you need to know what it's about, come on. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's not why you're going to see Bad Boys for Life. Right. You either have a podcast that you have to go see it for, or you like the series. <laughs> it's directed by Arby and Fala. I think it's... Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. I have not seen anything that they've done. Looks like maybe some short films, but my guess is they're going to get some offers on the table after this. Cast, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Vanessa Hudgens, Alexander Ludwig, Charles Melton, Paula Nunez, Kate, De- Kate Del Castillo, Nikki Jam, and Joey Pants is back. Joey Pants is back. Yep, had to bring him back. Yeah. All right. So where do you want to go with this one? Well, let's start with our expectations going in. Oh, boy. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. Um, And I don't know if it's in this uh, highly anticipated, you know, Chiefs game that's coming tomorrow that my mind is on football because we have the AFC Championship game. And uh, I couldn't have been less excited for a blockbuster movie than I was going into this. Like, this felt like like work for the podcast <laughs> like, like like that's like usually these big blockbuster movies like that's what that gets me going and i'm like yeah i know what i'm getting into but i still want to see it anyway this one it felt like work are you putting blockbuster in air quotes every time you use it because yes i mean i kind of get it but i also don't think that it's really got the uh gravitas that you would think a movie like this would have, and especially the fact that they put it in January, which is where movies typically go to die. I say blockbuster as my synonym for big budget action movie. Okay. Less less plot, more explosions. Sure. Well, and usually it's got names and this one does. I mean, I I get it. I, I wasn't trying to say you're you're wrong in referring it to that. I guess what I'm saying is it uh on the surface level should be you know a quote-unquote blockbuster but it it's not it, it's really weird so I, I get what you're saying though yeah Walk, walking in i'm like i i just hope that there's something that's fun but yeah. i am not looking forward to this yeah i was kind of the same and, i mean and, and i like the bad boys one and two so it's not like i didn't like the franchise right it's just uh for some reason this did nothing for me yeah, I I would say I'm the exact same way. I mean, it was sort of like, you know, okay, bad boys are back, fine. Will Smith hasn't made a good movie in I don't know how long. Uh, Martin Lawrence isn't, you know, really relevant anymore. Um, you know, how are they going to do this? Is this going to be just straight lifted from the 90s? Are they going to try and do something different? Um, you know, I don't remember near enough about the stories to know what angles may or may not be played. So, you know, let's just go into this expecting another 
sequel to another series because Hollywood can't come up with something original and I'm expecting mediocre is what I'm expecting. So at least you know where our headspace is going into the movie. Right. So uh, I just wanted to, and I don't want to walk through scene by scene, but I did want to start with a few things that I had some, some issues with. Okay. So the scene with the witch in jail, Mm -hmm. I didn't really get what happened when the guard walked up to her. Like all of a sudden the guard was in a trance and dropped her nightstick. Yeah, I, I didn't get that either. She was like whispering something to her and she, I, I don't know what was being said because they didn't do subtitles and I don't think she was speaking English. But yeah, it I don't know. I, I guess I got that it like freaked her out. But yeah, I did kind of wonder immediately if I was like, oh, is there like something supernatural going on? And then, you know, later in the movie, they kind of hint. Two hours later, they, they mentioned she's a witch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But then they play that up as such a joke that it's like, okay, am I supposed... Like, clearly she's believing in, like, the Mexican version of voodoo and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I don't know what happened there. I didn't know what happened there. And then I think that they only added the, the witch component for Martin Lawrence's jokes. Like, I don't oh, think probably. It, it didn't have anything to do with the movie, really. No. And it actually kind of made less sense. You know, if, if her name was just the witch... You know, because she was a a butcher, fine. Right. But her chanting stuff was weird. But and also, if you're going to hide a body in a washing machine, why turn it on? <laughs> right? <laughs> why have it clanking around in there for somebody to find? Yeah, like that part was. I was, <laughs> I was just like, uh, why would you do that? You have this big master plan to get you out of here, and then you have a body clanking around the, in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite thing about that scene though was. Um, she cuts the officer on the face and I was like, Whoa, that's very specific. Like I remember thinking about like, Oh, that hurt. And then when they cut to the body in the washer, they make it a point to zoom in on the face to show you this, the knife cut. And I was like, Oh, okay. Because they realized that we couldn't tell these actresses apart yet of who was who. So that was their only way that they could communicate to us that the switch had happened. Yeah. The scene was so dark and yeah, you couldn't tell. (laughs) <laughs> who everybody was yet. Right. And so, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. That's why she got cut in the face. I know. Some, someone just rolls out of the washing machine. You're like, all right. Yeah. Cause you <laughs> wouldn't, you wouldn't know. And then right. you'd be confused. And I, 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 I kind of respect that. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. You, you got to give the audience something to be able to latch onto, but. But yeah, but that was my, my, my two things off the top was, uh, I didn't know what she was doing. And then, uh, why would you turn the washing machine on? Yeah. um i think that uh you know i didn't know where they were going to go with this movie um because honestly i don't even remember if i watched a trailer or not i I feel like i did but then i had forgotten most of it and i was a little worried right off the bat because um i don't know about you but i sniffed out immediately what was happening in the opening scene where they're driving fast through the city oh of course i mean I, well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know whose baby it was, but exactly, I knew there was a baby being delivered. Yes. And I would love to know how many movies do that because I'm clearly conditioned to know, like to expect that. Yeah. And you have two cops that are doing it with the entire police force chasing them. Why wouldn't they just radio? Hey, this is us. Right. I know. Well, I, I don't know if they were supposed to, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought that maybe it was an escort, but then everybody would be in front of them. But it's also Mike Lowry driving, so you just never know. But yeah, I mean, clearly they're trying to do some kind of fake out there. But yeah, I was like, yep, that, that's a baby being born for sure. What? They're ending up at a hospital. Well, you know, you could have argued the escort, but they were they blocked off the street he was supposed to turn on. That's true. That's and true. And then he drove on the beach for some reason. Because that would be <laughs> it, a faster way to get there. Well, he I think he, it was because he missed his turn somehow. But yeah, you know, you always want to take a Porsche in the sand. <laughs> and four minutes? Four minutes? You have four minutes to what? They said you're four minutes to the baby's born? Has that ever happened? Uh, no. I, I've never, on my two kids, I've never gotten a specific countdown like that. <laughs> four minutes, it's coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> four minutes, one way or the other, this is happening. I guess if you were having a C-section, it w- you could do that. Well, who's who's relaying that? that uh, time clock. <laughs> uh, his wife, probably. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we don't need to dissect this one scene by scene, but let's just, I guess at a high level, what were some of the things that you, you liked in this movie, that it did well? That it did well? Yeah, um, I actually liked Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, agreed. Uh, she didn't have a very big part, but I liked when they added her. Mm-hmm. I liked the the setup for, even though he was a hacker, I liked his backstory. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I didn't I hated that he was a hacker, but I liked his his backstory of a bouncer that killed a guy, and so yes. you kind of have this thing of he's going to do something cool later. Um, he didn't, but. I wish you would have had a a scene that showed him being a bouncer. I mean, they showed him just started shooting people really well. You know, okay, he can kill people well, but that doesn't show like his strength. And then him diving well, through the column. yeah, he dove through the pillar, and like the the first time when they give him the okay to like go nuts, he does you know he does a quick little you know twenty second fight scene where he takes out like three or four guys. I remember he like knees somebody and he Superman punches somebody and twenty second. It was like six that, seconds. Yeah, probably more like that. I, I felt I like I, I felt like it was going to be a more defined. Okay, this shows that more brute strength was necessary for for this to happen. And I was I was kind of waiting for that, and I was really hoping that was going to be cool because yeah. they set up his his son to be pretty cool in the opening scene. You know, mm-hmm. when he's killing those guys with the 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 knife. Yeah, and slashes their throats really quick, and like, okay, I was like, this could be something and they established that he was a bad guy and he was good at being a bad guy very very quickly mm-hmm. and so i liked that, that he was very capable of doing things himself and so those those setups they didn't really use that again he yeah. just turned into a regular guy but but i like the setups of you're establishing who these people are and and that part i liked i just don't think i got the payoff i was hoping for gotcha yeah i i also liked vanessa hudgens i liked that story of that guy um at first, I didn't think I was going to like the whole ammo angle because I'm like, oh, God, okay, we're like a special team off to the side. But I think the way that they played it as like old school cops versus new school cops actually kind of worked for me. And some of the banter between the the groups worked as well. So, um, yeah, I guess overall, like it, it felt like it was still very much bad boys from like 1995 or 1996, whenever it came out. Um but just like the natural, I guess, progression of that. So I don't know. I mean, normally I, I don't like it when they do the same things over and over again, but this felt like, like instead of trying to wholly reinvent the wheel or just kind of do the same exact thing, it was just like, all right, we're just going to take like two steps forward on this and go with that. And I, I think that actually worked really well, but I will say a lot of it's basically just carried by Will Smith and Martin Lawrence who 
you know, some jokes were flat for me, some jokes were funny, but I mean, clearly they have a good time on screen and they have some natural charisma there that I thought just, it, it, it carries the movie through times where I probably would have been um, completely bored or rolling my eyes had it been any two other actors. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say any other two actors, uh, like lesser known actors. Yeah, well, you mentioned the the young versus old. I thought Rafe was probably the worst character there. Which like one's they, Rafe? Rafe was Charles Melton, the the young Asian guy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And so he had like they started with this this really conflicting, you know, banter to him and Will Smith, and you thought that was gonna continue throughout. Right. And it just stops. Like they get yeah. to the nightclub, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're bad boys now. Right? It's like like there there was no defining moment of, of why that they were accepted. It was just oh, R- Rafe and, and Will are cool now. Yeah, you know, he was giving them crap, and you know, and they're talking crap, and then all of a sudden, they're they're friends. It just, <laughs> it just seemed very abrupt that how that happened. Where I thought that would have been a you know more of that headbutting, but they yeah. didn't do that at all. Yeah. Uh, you're right. There was a, there was a couple other things that I felt were like that, where they kind of have a setup and then it just jumps to where it knows it should go instead of kind of earning that. Um, I think one of the things I would pick on is actually the whole sun angle, which I guess on the surface I'm fine with. I mean, it was kind of like, uh, okay, fine. Um, but the part that I thought was just kind of too much was I mean that's all it took he just had to say you're my son and the mom had to confirm it and now he's gone from killing six or seven guys to immediately saving Martin Lawrence and it just six or seven like 40 well I'm sorry I was talking about the yes it, in totality you're it's, it's 40 I was thinking about those like six or seven guys that he was like specifically hunting but yeah you're right um and that knowing that like Will Smith like I know he's supposed to be going through like this midlife crisis about who he is which um or or where he's going to go and what he's going to be and all that kind of stuff but all that just felt like i don't know i I didn't like it i guess it just felt too rushed like as the audience were just supposed to know or assume that because they're father and son that he would forgive him for all these murders that he's done and have some kind of connection to him and then the son would immediately you know be willing to have a relationship with this guy and everything. It just, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just too, too fast and unearned too fast and too furious. Yes. Exactly. Like Jason Statham switched to all of a sudden a good guy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is that exactly what you were thinking? Yeah. As he was walking into the, the jail, jail cell, I, I leaned over to my wife and goes, Jason Statham in here. It's <laughs> 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 like the exact same scene. And then uh, he's like, Oh, I got a, got a mission for you to earn off these, you know, 900 bodies that you've left behind. Okay, right. let's just use these skills. I'm like, really? Right. Yeah. So, okay, so are you agreeing with me then that, like, that didn't work? I'm okay with, like, had it been his dad hanging off the edge, maybe. Okay. Um, also using the arm inside of his body that he was just shot. <laughs> yeah. You know, of course, uh-huh. that, that piece. But um, I didn't like the head nod when he did it. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it I understand I would understand him wanting to save his dad to figure out what the hell's going on. Um but then all of a sudden to be a good guy. Right. Was weird. 
for yeah, sure. It's just, it's just too much for the audience to accept. I mean, I, I know that it's a bad boys movie and all of that. So take that into context when I'm saying this, but you still have to, I mean, you, you have that reveal to that character in the last, what, 15 minutes of the movie. And this whole movie, he's been a hyper violent bad guy. And now at the drop of a hat, we're just, we're on board with him going and doing missions with Mike Lowry. Like it, it's just, that's too much. Well, and she raised him to be like this, but she was in prison the whole time, right? Right. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I'm just because he put her away, and that's her breaking out. And yeah, okay. So he was basically by himself. Yes. He was born in prison. Is what they said. Eight months after he was, she was arrested. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I got. I got a. <laughs> I'm not overly fluent in my bad boys i thought i was pretty astute uh going in and the whole time that they kept showing his father on screen i'm like is this the bad guy from bad boys 2 like i don't recognize this guy at all Mm -hmm. like and was this lady in bad boys 2 and we're doing like a Die Hard 3 revenge thing Mm -hmm. you know i i was so lost through most of the movie like i'm supposed to remember remember who this is and, and that's on me I, I kept thinking it was my fault for not remembering who the bad guys were in bad boys too that they're trying to tie this to and then yeah. it was just some oh before i met you martin lawrence this is the bad guy that now wants revenge on me yeah and so that that took me out of the movie a little bit because i was sitting there trying to think oh i know it's not bad boys one you know uh-huh. there's nobody in there that one it had to be bad boys too that that Will Smith killed these guys, and why aren't they targeting Martin Lawrence also? And so I was really, <laughs> I was really confused about about all that for most of the movie. Yeah, and I think that's where me not having any really kind of knowledge of Bad Boys. I mean, because I probably haven't seen either one, and I don't know how long. Um, where I had the same exact thought as you, like, should I know these people? But then, like, I didn't even try to dig into the memory banks because I knew I wasn't going to find anything there. So I was like, all right, well, if it is, I'll find out later. If it's not, then then whatever. And then they give it to you right around, what, the start of the third act that, yeah, this is just all prequel-ish. It all happened pre-Bad Boys. Well, they even showed the picture of the witch, yeah. I guess, 25 years ago. And I was like, well, gosh, that looks familiar. But I was picturing... Uh, the lady from Iron Man three, in in my head, I, I realized that later. And, okay, and I was like, "Gosh, you know that looks familiar." And then it apparently wasn't, and not even the same actress. And <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh, maybe I don't know who this is." So, yeah. the one thing that didn't make sense to me involving her and this whole backstory of the witch and Mike met her when he was undercover and everything. Why the whole, like, he needs to be killed last, I know it's a trope, but it doesn't even make sense. Like, I, I, sometimes when they do that, I know it's tropey, and they they somehow have it make sense in the context of the movie, even though it would never make sense in real life to do it that way. I didn't even understand how it made sense in the movie. Like, she didn't have some kind of big elaborate plan for him that I could tell. Like, she was still just going to kill him and she even okayed her son to kill him last like she's like i want him to feel all this pain well what what pain did you have designed for him because there was no elaborate trap or torture or anything that you were putting him through you're just saying kill him last well the only pain was joey pants yeah because he didn't have a, really a connection to any of those other people like they're right. hunting like his his partners and and all the other characters that tay leone that we saw earlier 
you know? Right. Like they brought her back and somehow killed her. You know, people that we know that Mike cared about at some point in time. Yeah. You know, then you'd be like, you know, whittling down his family or something. Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't care about the forensics guy on the case 25 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I will say about the Joey Pants thing, I kept wondering if they were going to go even more lethal weapon with this because once Martin basically says he's out and Mike Lowry's going on his own, I immediately knew, I was like, okay, something big has to happen that gets Martin back involved. It's not going to be he just changes his mind one day to go help Mike Lowry. Something has to happen. And usually that something is, I was thinking like, because they'd been playing up the family angle with Martin Lawrence that something happens to his wife or his son-in-law or yeah yeah, exactly so i was like okay let's just go ahead and go more full martal on this um but then after the big basketball scene i was like oh i think it's going to be the captain and right around the same time i had that thought then uh then that happened well it's funny because during the basketball scene i really didn't hear much of what joey pants was saying because my brain was you know i'm surprised they brought you go, I'm glad they brought him back. I like Joey Pants. Go, he looks the same as he did 20 years ago. Yeah, he does. You know? And then I was like, I wonder how old he is. He's like, well, I guess he's not that old. I go, they could bring him back for two or three more movies. And so <laughs> my, my, I know, and I go, I'm surprised they haven't killed him already. You know, based on, you know, you always kill the captain, you know, motivate yeah. the team. And I was like, I'm surprised they haven't killed him. I was like, well, yeah, maybe they want to keep, keep him around. He's a fun character for the next couple of movies. And then, uh, yeah, and then after that scene, it was a it was a weird cut. Then we're walking away from the basketball scene, and then he gets shot. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that answers that. He's no longer back." Yeah, and and I think, and this is this is my big problem with Sony. Big surprise, uh, Sony again. They released yesterday, so opening day, they released Bad Boys Four in production. <laughs> you Did know, they really, yeah. And I'm sitting there reading that. I'm like, you just the day it opens, you're removing all sense of what could happen in this. Sure. You know, is Martin Lawrence going to die? Did Will Smith, you know, is he not going to make it? Even though you pretty much know that early in the movie, Will Smith's going to make it. You know, right. you have all these, it takes all that away. You know, nothing significant is going to happen to these two in this movie because you just released on opening day. No, at least wait two weeks, you know? Right. Success of Bad Boys, you know, does well, and they've already started production. Why? Just Sony is run. I just don't. I don't get it. The marketing department is terrible. Yeah, and you can just feel a Sony movie. Like if if you had shown because the trailer for Morbius played before this, but like if you had just shown that to me, like I would just know that it was a Sony movie. Like they just feel different. Oh, I didn't get Morbius. Oh, you didn't. But that's a a total. Sony flop right there. They showed you the entire movie. I yeah, did see well, now if the Invisible Man is Sony, which I'd have yeah. to look up. Um, then they showed me that whole movie. Yeah, I well, I don't think that's Sony because that's Blumhouse, but I don't know if Sony is the parent company of Blumhouse or not. But that's what I was thinking during that movie too. Is that like you usually showed me beginning, middle, and end? Like, stop <laughs> doing that. Yeah, I know. That's where I'm getting to the point where I just don't watch trailers anymore. Yeah. Well. So the, the the last thing I have, I guess, on this one is that I was actually feeling pretty good about this movie until probably the last 30 minutes. Basically, I, I it started to feel a little long. I know it was only like just barely over two hours, but something about this was starting to feel long to me. And then I actually found myself thinking like, okay, despite this being bad boys, it's actually not too over the top and... 
um, you know, just fast and furious or nonsensical or it didn't feel bloated. They were actually keeping it fairly small. And then the last like set piece in the hotel, I was like, oh man, come on. You just, you had to bring in the helicopter crashing through or knocking down pillars and Martin Lawrence gets like 15 ligaments sliced, but he's still doing good. Like it just, that last little bit and then the whole sun angle did what it did. Like we already talked about. So I was actually feeling pretty good about the movie. And then that, the last like 20 minutes or whatever, just kind of tucked the wind out of my sails on it. No, I, I agree. Uh, I, I felt it was long. I don't know how long this was. Um, it was just over two. It was like two or three or something like that. It felt three to me. Okay. Um, it was, you know, everything that you, you mentioned, I mean, the, the fiery below that she falls into and it's just weird. Yeah. Just, just, just didn't like it. I mean, I knew that we were going to get a big end fight scene type thing, uh-huh. but, but you're right. They, they actually kept it pretty, pretty encapsulated, I guess. Yeah. A lot of chase I, scenes, but I sure. thought they were going to do more of the rubber bullets than the, the one thing they did. Yeah, I did too. I just think they got over their skis a little bit on that last scene. It's like they, they wanted a big, huge set piece. And I think they didn't realize that what had been kind of doing them some justice throughout was like it was a, a little scene in a club or or a chase scene or um, you know a small rooftop scene like that stuff was working for them. You don't always have to go that route. And I I think if you watch the action movies that tend to be successful in modern times now, it, it when I say successful, I mean I know Fast and Furious makes you know eight hundred gajillion dollars, but I guess I'm talking about the ones that people fawn over like the John Wicks and or maybe it's just me or the the raids and stuff like that. Like I think smaller is better. And especially when you've got this, like there was just no need to add a helicopter crashing through a building and setting everything on fire. And I, I don't know. It, it just, it felt like I said, it got too over its skis a little bit and it just kind of left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Like, ah, oh, really? You, you, you almost had me. You almost had me with bad boys for life, which is amazing. January movie, bad boys for life. I would have thought like, I would hate this movie. And then you had me, and then you just kind of lost me at the end. Did you notice uh, Vanessa Hutchins at the end? The end fight uh, scene? D- she only had like two scenes. Uh-huh. And so everybody else, you know, the big gunfight, she does like a little commando role and then like sticks her machine gun yeah. into, into a guy's <laughs> chest and doesn't let up. No, yeah. Like, like she 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 fired at least 30 bullets in this guy. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like it's not it's not very uh, you know, tactical. Right. <laughs> she just well, that, she just holds on the trigger. Right, but see that's what I'm saying. That's cool because right right around that same time is when the the bouncer guy is doing his Superman punch and that kind of stuff. So, it's like they had the settings for like this um you know, more subdued, but more action oriented, uh, fighting scene that they were choreographing, which was going good. And then they just had to throw in the helicopter and that's when things got, got crazy. Yeah. Well, blowing up the stairs. Yes. Just so they couldn't help, you know, you, yep. you know why they're doing all this. Oh, for sure. You know, so, so that team can't get up there to help them. Oh my gosh. Only they're stuck up there with the two of them. Yeah. It, uh, a couple of things that I had was, uh, uh, I thought you were going to love Will Smith getting shot because they almost came close to doing your movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. Kill, kill the main actor, and then it's a Vanessa Hutchins, you know, SWAT team movie after that. Yeah. 
I actually at one point had that down as my favorite moment because <laughs> not for dark reasons, but just because it toyed with the idea that this was going to have some possibilities, you know, like, yeah, you're not quite sure. Will Smith's not dead, but he's in the hospital the rest of the movie and Martin right. Lawrence is retiring. And so you just have this ammo hit squad the rest of the movie. Right. And it, just a it, big it, middle finger to all bad boys fans. <laughs> right. We've talked about this before. I like that scene for the ideas that it presented. Uh, now, did they go somewhere with it? No. I mean, they just did the Mason Storm, have him be in a coma for six months and come back and everything's fine. Yeah. And it wasn't even a, let's, how are they dealing with it while he's out? It's just six months later. Oh, okay. Yep. He's fine. Exactly. And how often does do they have to say bad boys? Um, for the entire wedding to know what he was going to say. Yeah. Like he was going to impart some, some thing that was special between those two, but then everybody screamed bad boys for life at the same time. Yeah. Which is weird wedding toast. You know, if that was like real life, they'd be like, Oh God, shut these guys up. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like everybody knew the next line. So they must I mean, talk about it often and how annoying would that be? Yeah. Exactly. Imagine if two of our friends, every time we were around them, were like, bad boys. We'd be like, get out of here. Like, you are, you're not doing that shit anymore. <laughs> People at work. Yeah. Like, stop it. Just stop it. No, we're the bad boys. Ride together, die together. Bad boys uh, for life. Stop. Yeah, stop, exactly. Please. <laughs> and I love how the, uh, the newspaper article called him a bulletproof cop. Right. What? Why Why would the news article call him Bulletproof Cop? I don't know. I didn't know if that was something from the first two bad boys or not, but I heard Martin Lawrence say it, and then the cop or the paper says it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, Mar Martin Lawrence kind of teased that in previous movies of he okay. runs through and doesn't get shot. and But for the newspaper to, to comment, Bulletproof Cop gets shot three times. Yeah. You know, like, why are you calling him Bulletproof? That's just because he hasn't been shot before? Like, this is not good journalism. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm running out of things to say on Bad yeah. Boys for Life. Let's get to the questions. I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? All right. What'd you rate it? I gave it a two. Okay. I was, I'm kind of surprised. I was not entertained. Okay, um, interesting. I just felt like the things that they did well were set up and not not paid off very well. Um, I didn't like the whole witch angle. Um, it didn't it didn't make sense to me. I just I, I just I didn't like I didn't like the movie. Wow. <laughs> uh, see, I I don't I don't understand how you could rate Six Underground like a three and a half and then give this a two because I feel like they're so reasonably better. close to each other. It was better. It was funnier. It made more sense. Yeah. It. Uh, I can already tell twenty twenty is going to be the year of Six Underground. Like everything is going to come back to that. It movie. should. It should. Everybody should see that and enjoy. <laughs> it uh, it like this that truly there there is nothing. It was a bunch of tropes. You know, uh, the fact they even added a hacker unnecessarily, you know, that they just were going to do that. Like, well, it comes back we, to my comment in Six Underground. Oh, you have a team. You got to have this hacker that boom. And we're in. And I just hacked the nightclub's guest list. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Like, is that right. 
And use your, you know, use the young guy who knew the nightclubs and, and just go there like that. Don't, you don't need to hack the the birthday party registry. Yeah, but without him, you don't get the backstory that you liked. You can still have him as a character and have him as the guy in the truck, but he doesn't have to hack all these security systems and be that no. guy. It works better because he's a huge beast guy and he's just a little nerdy hacker. It works out. Oh, I like, I'm type. okay with him being the computer guy. And the surveillance guy and doing the drone, you know, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Even though the drone was weird because he was like, they were like right next to the bad guys. Right. And have you ever been around a drone? They're loud <laughs> as shit. You can hear them coming from blocks away. And it's not like they said, oh, this is a stealth drone because you heard it when they released it. <laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Zoom in on that guy. Like you just pulled the drone into the room with them. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Well, I gave this a two and a half. Um, you and I actually, uh, yeah, I was actually closer to a three until the last, uh, like, like I mentioned before, the last 20 or 30 minutes, just kind of, it had to bring me down a little bit, but I actually thought that, uh, yeah, it's, it's generic, but like I said, it felt like a couple of steps in the right direction. It did a few things that I thought were somewhat interesting. Like I at least was questioning what was going to happen for five minutes when Will Smith got shot and Joey pants going down. Um, but uh, again, like a lot of what it was, was it stayed in its lane and was good for, you know, all but like the last 20 or 30 minutes. And then I thought some scenes really worked for me with the banter between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Some, some really didn't. Some of the jokes, I just like stared at the screen and some of them I laughed at. I I thought the plane scene was pretty funny, but, um, I guess maybe, yeah, where they're on the airplane and Martin Lawrence sitting behind him and, um, but yeah, I mean, it's nothing special. And that's where I landed on two and a half. Like, I think if it had done something more in line, smaller scope, better choreographed action scene to end the movie, I think I could have stayed at a three. But between the the weird turn of the sun and the big set piece, it, it just started losing me a little bit um, to the point where I actually was debating in the end between two and two and a half. I mean, if they had if they had crushed that end scene, I'd probably been debating between a two and a half and a three, but I was between two and two and a half and figured i'd land on two and a half it felt very average to me but i didn't actively dislike it so what was your favorite part what'd you land on uh well i had the will smith thing but then the more i thought about it like the one time where i thought it was like truly like this is probably why people go see bad boys it's not for the action or anything like that the plane scene i thought was just them bantering back and forth and i i had a few good laughs in there um so that's the scene I would go with because I just felt like it epitomized what you expect with bad boys. Plane scene? Yeah, the the bantering. Because all it is is like two or three straight minutes of like back and forth banter between those two. Right. And I thought it was pretty funny. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite moment? Uh, the the intro to his son of when he kills the drug dealers. Oh, okay. So... Yeah. When I thought I was like, okay, this is they're stepping up the the choreography. I thought he's, you could tell they sped him up a little bit. Uh, not in yeah. that scene, but later when he fought Will, mm-hmm. I was like, that's not that's not him. <laughs> yeah. um, but but I did like that that intro to him. They they established you know the that he could hold his own early, and that's why he's rising to powers because he's he's a badass. And mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I, it set me up for a good movie. Sure. So I'm going to go with that as my, my favorite scene. All right. What is one thing you would change? 
gosh, most of it. <laughs> um, I don't know that one thing I could pick would help. Um, other than something drastic like killing Will Smith, even though I like Will Smith, and yeah. it would make a lot more sense to kill Martin Lawrence than Will Smith. Agreed. Um, but to have Martin Lawrence finish the movie out <laughs> would yeah. have been a completely different type of disaster. Uh, Maybe we could have got a training montage where he becomes ripped by the second half of the movie. But then he would have actually had to have gotten ripped. Right, exactly. I'm not sure that's in him. <laughs> no. But, um, I mean, that that would have been a completely different movie, and you had ended all of Bad Boys. And so, right. uh, I don't know, the the witch, okay. not make. I don't think she was just kind of weird, mm-hmm. I guess, change that she was a witch, even though those are the best jokes that Martin Lawrence had <laughs> exactly. was around her being a witch. It, it was worth the bad plot for the jokes. Yeah. I just, it, it seemed, like I said, I can't put my finger on one thing that I, I would change. I'd, okay. I'd make him not a hacker. Okay. There, <laughs> there you go. There. Re- okay. re- remove the hacking. He can still be a computer drone guy, but remove the hacking. Yeah, there. There's my one thing. If only they had thrown a tentacle monster in this movie. <laughs> so what? Uh, what would you change? Um, it has to be the sun angle. Um, I, I mean, you touched on it a little bit. I think if you're going to do the sun angle, I, I would like you to tie it into previous bad boys. I mean, not that I'm an aficionado, or I, I would have even caught that, but it would make more sense instead of just revealing, you know, uh, two thirds of the way through the movie that it happened pre bad boys. Um, but I guess even then, if you're going to keep the son, like, I just thought the redemption stuff was just way too fast. Like, it, he just Did you goes killed from him. The son? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, is anybody, like, th- th- this actor is not a big name. Um, is anybody really clamoring for another Bad Boys where the son gets involved? I mean, you, you, you see Bad Boys for Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, not for a no-name actor who's now been shoehorned in as, as his son. I mean, so I... I can't decide. I mean, I'd probably just take the whole sun angle out. But if you're going to keep it, then I, I think you got to. You can't have him redeemed in the last five minutes. It's just stupid. Yeah, you all, but you also can't have him redeemed in the next movie. True. Agreed. I mean, I feel like the next movie is basically, you know, Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you're going to be on a short leash, but we're going to help you work <laughs> off some of these murders. You know, exactly. Type of thing. Always so we, on the short leash. We 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 know what what's going to happen in the next movie, and so right. uh, I did like him as a character. Uh, so I get why they want to do that, but yeah. it's it was a it was a stretch. I agree. So character change. Yeah. Um. Uh, so this will sound. I, I'm going to try and tiptoe around this the best I can. Um. I'm not familiar with the lady that played the witch, Kate Del Castillo. Um. She's not but, much. Yeah, she's not in much. And I guess when they showed her, even her older picture, I was like, okay. Um, I guess I expected somebody with a little more star power and somebody that would kind of rival Will Smith, you know, in, in terms of, I don't want to say looks, but like, I guess I just figured you would you would cast somebody a little bit more known. Um, maybe even if you were able to keep it under wraps, that who it was, but uh, then of course, if I'm gonna say that, then I'm gonna have to go with famous Mexican actresses, and then we all know where we're gonna land on that. So, um, Selma, I, yep, I cast your girl Selma. I just went ahead <laughs> and put her in. I, mean, uh, I, I thought about that about halfway through of who would be a better choice here. 
uh, I mean, is she, do you look at her and think evil? No. Right. So may, maybe that's why. But I, I think you can get around that. I mean, I don't think that uh, there's probably some things you could have written to make it like, I, I don't know that the mom had to be overly evil. She just had to be the wife of a powerful juggler. She didn't have to be a witch, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's things you could have done if you had cast Sama that would have tweaked things a little bit. I'm, I'm never going to argue with, with that casting choice. I figured you could, not. You, you, you could have swapped out Martin Lawrence and put her in there. That'd have been fine. <laughs> yeah. So what's yours? And then, this is Marcus now. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I liked, actually liked most of the cast. Um, I, I agree. The, uh, the witch was the one that, that stuck out to me. Um, Charles Melton. I, he was the, the, the Rafe that I mentioned earlier, I think it was just more his lines and the way mm-hmm. that the dynamic. And so I don't blame him for that. Um, I really liked Rita, the, the new chief. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, she kind of came out of nowhere and all of a sudden is a character that's been in both their lives for 20 years, but I guess that's what you get when you haven't made a movie in 20 years. <laughs> right. Um, and so I took out Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. You know, as the, the, the wedding MC. Yeah. And I put in DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how though, when they had Michael Bay in there, they rotated the camera like crazy around him. And he kept having to spin. <laughs> he like, wanted I, that for himself. Yeah, it's like I've done I this so many that. times. I needed, and almost surprised they didn't have him stand up. You know, have it <laughs> yeah. from underneath. <laughs> that was such an inside joke. I, I wonder how many people would actually catch that. Well, he was the, the he was the wedding MC that uh, that introduced introduced them. No, yep. introduced Uncle Mike. Yes, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. So I got rid of Michael Bay. Okay, that's a little cheap, but I'll let it slide because we're talking Bad Boys for Life in January. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's it's not a bad cast, and I thought everybody did did well at what they did. But I, I agree with your your choice. I don't know who I would have put in there, but I but during the movie, uh, it did come to mind of would I put Selma here? Yeah, you know, um, why not? Why not? You know, <laughs> you could even you could even go go J Lo if you want. Sure, and go a little little Puerto Rican instead. Yeah, but I thought she could have. But again, you're paying a whole lot more. Exactly. Have your budget for those two. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So what award did you give this? I said this was the best Will Smith-led movie I've seen since I Am Legend. What? Yeah. But I had to say I've seen because there are several like Collateral Beauty, um, Seven Pounds. There's definitely movies of his I have not seen, but of the ones I have seen, like I like this better than Suicide Squad. Okay, well that's I haven't seen Aladdin. That's not saying a lot. I liked it better than MIB three. Oh again, <laughs> I will agree with you. This is not saying a lot. Uh I liked it better than Gemini Man. I liked it better than Bright. Did you uh, think about Gemini Man when uh he was fighting his son or that whole angle? I, I did. I did. The the specifically the rooftop one. Yeah, it it was very, we just saw him fight a younger version of himself. Right. And you're kind of doing that again. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I, there's several I haven't seen, but of the ones I've seen, this is the best one since I Am Legend. Yeah, I I can't attest to everything that you've seen. Right. Apparently you don't watch Will Smith movies. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I'll just rattle them off for you. I've seen Gemini Man, Bright, Suicide Squad, uh, After Earth, MIB3, uh, and Hancock. I have not seen the bigger ones. I have not seen... Hold on, Hancock's better than this. I didn't really like Hancock. Um, Seven Pounds. Seven Pounds uh, is better. Focus, Concussion. Focus is good. Collateral Beauty, Aladdin. Those are the ones I have not seen. Concussion is just a documentary right not a very good movie so see i don't think my award's too off base mm. I'm not all right that. well let's hear yours um i didn't really have an award so i oh. i know i know uh it, it just everything just felt so so generic but i can't give it like the most generic because there's worse at it sure um it's just it's just a blah. It like I mean, truly this is a very forgettable movie for me until, you know, Jason Statham's next movie when they come <laughs> out with with whatever they're doing with the new the new Strike Force Fast and Furious team right just in the Bad Boys world. I mean, that's this is the genesis of that, so whatever. But no, I I don't know. I just it was okay, the least exciting blockbuster movie. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't have any research to be able to to argue back on that one, so I'll, I'll take your word for it. And it's, again, I'm letting you all... Uh, look, it's the start of 2020. Hey. It's bad boys for life. We got uh, an AFC go. championship game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> brain, brain is very focused on that. So my apologies. My apologies on that. I got out of the theater, you know, about eight hours ago. So and I slept most of that. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so if you like this movie, you would also like what? Six Underground. No. You would. You should. You, you can't. It's, a better, it's a better movie than this. Okay. And it has the same team building, but actually have a plot. And then he also has a son he didn't know about. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just spoiled Six Underground for... I didn't say who. I seen Six Underground. Well, I didn't say who. you're watching for all the male characters. Yes. Which... <laughs> It's half the team. <laughs> so I actually just went the Lethal Weapon route. Uh, I had to go with the last one, though, Lethal Weapon 4, because, I mean, it, it's kind of superficial. It's mainly about Martin Lawrence truly being Murtaugh the whole movie, and then, you know, th- the fourth Lethal Weapon, the last in the series, versus this. I'm, I don't think this will be the last in the series, apparently, but, you know, it's down the chain of lethal weapon movies. So you're kind of getting more into the, Oh, I'm old. I'm going to retire. And the one cop is still, you know, all about the cop life and all that kind of stuff. So, well, I will agree that lethal weapon four is much better than this. Yes, it is. But I I thought you were going to go more fast and furious again. No, um, no, because this didn't really feel like that. I mean, I can see, I, I could see where, you know, like the way it's constructed kind of feels like that, but the whole, you know, the the cop banter has its own little genre of movies. That I think you have to kind of relate to like, whether you want to go 48 hours or whatever, that's, that's fine. You can usually find a good comparison, but the buddy cop movies have their specific feel. But I feel like they're getting away from that. Like, how do we make this relevant for our next five movies is we have to bring in a younger generation, a new hit squad and, you know, now we're um, specialists in doing this. and Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just dropped ammo on the next movie. Like, oh, it, no, I mean, no way. No way. I, they're a team I now. Know. They're all bad boys. And they got his son now. And so they all work together. 
I don't to, know. for some reason, work internationally. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there's international waters off of Miami. Yes. Yes. That I'm assuming who, who has help. jurisdiction. <laughs> well, apparently he made some deals with the Mexican government to free him on oh, that's a true. work yeah. release program. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Bad Boys for Life. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. And you can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at at Two Views Movies, or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen, we are there. If you're on Apple, please be sure to leave a review to let everyone know that you're a fan of the show. Um, I think that's it. I actually have no idea what we're covering next time. I have to check our schedule. But uh, it'll be a surprise for everybody on Tuesday when it's released. So, surprise. Surprise. Go Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.